Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I can't do it as good as Quint, but what's shaking, Daniel? Mm, what is shaking? What's shaking, Daniel? I think it's important for people to know that this is not breaking news. It's usually delayed by, what, two or three weeks by the time we mm-hmm. send yep. it to production and make ourselves sound a lot better than we are in real life. <laughs> if people ever meet us on the street, they're like, no, you're not that person. <laughs> well, everyone that meets me... After oh, that is listening to the podcast. Well, I have had a few people. They say I'm really tall, so they didn't know that. And then you've told me that people say you're a lot shorter than what is expected. Not a lot shorter. I didn't even bring that up. That's my bad. Come on, man. That's my bad. I'm average. It's just I'm short. Keys. must be hard being so tall and well, looking down on the world. It's, it's not a bad life. Except for airplanes. Airplanes are terrible. Yeah. See? I'm comfy on airplanes. Speaking so of like that, I'm looking for a new car, which is just terrible. It's a horrible process. Cars are pretty much the worst. It, I, I despise Sooner we cars. get self-driving cars, the better. I mean, like, self-driving tax, like, fleets of cars. I wish I could just, like, have one car that my wife and I could somehow both end up simultaneously in Louisville or Lexington on any given day. America's not designed for that at all. No. Her car went out, so we now have to, like, it just it was done. We took it to a dealership. We're like, hey, can we get an oil change? And they're like, no. Hey, your car's done. Just completely done. Some pony needs to put this thing out of its misery. So now we have to um, a dead car. find a new to us for it. used car. Yeah. They still bought it. <laughs> they, they did buy it. They did buy it. Well, I had dead cars worth something. Yeah, so that was that was better than nothing. Yeah, cars. I'm not a car guy. I don't know a lot about cars. Everybody tells me to buy a Honda or a Toyota, though. Apparently, they last forever. Yeah. So. You drive, what, a Volkswagen? Volkswagen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the same dealership here locally as the honda i actually went in to buy a honda and i didn't like the honda when i test drove it oh that year that model year i just didn't like it and uh back then volkswagen was going through like the diesel scandal oh yeah which i don't drive a diesel but for some reason the prices i think the brand image was tarnished or something and the prices were ridiculous (laughs) uh so i Bought that, and it's been pretty good, except it's a lot more expensive to maintain than Honda. So, like, brakes mm-hmm. and oil and certain things they can't do at Jiffy Lube, which is always a pain. Gotcha. And I always forget that they can't do those, like, five, whatever, those five or ten or whatever things. So, like, I go in there, get my oil change, and they say, oh, you're due for this. I'm like, oh, yeah, go ahead and do it. Like, Actually, we can't do that. <laughs> you got to take it to the dealership. Take it to the dealership, because they have a special German-engineered tool to open that area of the engine or something. I have, I have actually no idea what it is. It's a screwdriver. Well, we, we got to get to our question today. Uh, we have a good one today. It's from Thomas, who has asked us several questions. Thomas has sent in really? multiple questions. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's Thomas. And Thomas. Uh, has gotten his $25 Amazon gift card. Thomas must like fringe benefits. Thomas, what do you got? D-I-Y. DIY money. This is Thomas from Atlanta. I had a question. On the Robinhood Roth IRA 1% match. It's a new thing. I'm starting to use it. It seems legit. And they give you 1% match on your contributions for a year. So it's 65 bucks a year, which is not a big deal, but it's a free 65 bucks. And I'm just curious if this is going to be a new concept in the industry moving forward. And 
is this something that you would recommend at Jewel Financial and to the uh, podcast listeners? Because it seems legit to me, and I just don't even know how they're doing that and making money. So really, really curious on y'all's thoughts on it. Thank you. I did not even know about this. Yeah. You said you knew about You're it. You're not a... You don't follow the trends. I, yeah. I mean, I do the credit card a little bit, like where you where you get the points, but what what is it? Yeah. So uh, it's actually not terribly new in the banking and finance and whatever industry. Okay. So people have probably seen before, whether it's Chase or Ally or fill in the blank bank, every now and then they'll have, hey, if you deposit X amount, you'll get a bonus. Uh, and it's just a way for financial institutions to kind of encourage and promote sort of, you know, moving money over. Uh, I think even the big sort of brokerages have at times done this in the past, uh, like the Schwab's and Fidelities, things like that. Really? Like if you deposit X, um, here's a bonus. And it's usually in either some time period when, uh, you know, they're, they're wanting to promote deposits, but not increase the interest rates on the actual cash holding accounts, stuff like that. Um, or encourage new client relationships, or like open new accounts, something of that nature. So it's just kind of a promo is is really all it is. Um, it's not... So what's happening behind the scenes is you're depositing money in Robinhood, and they're effectively paying you like an upfront uh, interest. And that, that's actually how it's calculated because they can't make a contribution into your... Like a contribution, legitimate uh, a contribution, because yeah, yeah. you have a max contribution into your IRA each year. So it's actually just an interest that they're paying you. Um, they're just paying you interest on the initial deposit. Now there's fine print. I think you have to keep it there five years um, or something like that. Um, else you'll have to maybe forfeit some of it. I, I didn't read all of the fine print, but I, I know like you can't put money in and then transfer it the next day type of thing and still get that that interest. So uh, what they're effectively doing behind the scenes is probably going, okay, if you put in X amount and then we're going to be able to, you know, you're going to trade that or invest that and we'll over the long run, make some money on that, or you'll hold it in the cash holding account, which then we can generate, you know, interest and so forth off of. And so then we'll kick back some of that interest. So in the sort of global ecosystem, that is Robinhood. They know if people are putting an X amount and developing a long-term relationship with Robinhood, that they are going to be X amount of value as a customer, and so that Robinhood can basically rebate Y amount of, hmm. you know, funds in sort of an interest payment to that account. That's so neat. it's all That's economics. Now there, it could be a loss leader because uh, it's good yeah. promotion, right? So yeah. it could be a loss leader to generate new accounts, and generating new accounts creates new revenue. And in this kind of time period, um, where kind of Robinhood is on the back burner compared to where it was a year or two ago, when people were opening loads of accounts, they might be wanting to juice their deposits and with our deposits and account openings, not in a negative way, but like, you know, kind of reinvigorate their business, if you will. This is a little bit um, off the, the question path, but I think people have this question a lot with the zero commissions where you're not paying for each trade that you make. How does a Robin Hood actually make money? Well, it's harder uh, for sure than it used to be back in the day when you would pay commissions on every stock trade. Uh, so you buy, you pay $25, you sell, you pay 25 yeah. whatever. Back in the day, that was terrible. I mean, it yeah. was it was legitimately, for, for younger folks who have just gotten into investing, there was a day when a single stock transaction would cost like $15 or $20. Wow. Uh, so if you imagine uh, some of the folks, and not, not necessarily young folks, just 
folks of any age that are using a Robinhood or Schwab and transacting small amounts, you know, $1,000 or something like that, the percentage that, uh, that that would be of your transaction could add up, especially if you're in any way, shape, or form actively, you know, right. investing, uh, which may not be the best idea. It also puts up barriers to be throwing in $50 a week or something like it that. It does. Uh, and still today, I mean, some mutual funds, if they're not, if some mutual funds aren't part of like, so uh, we keep client, uh, we manage client accounts at Schwab, but um, we have also seen accounts at Fidelity and stuff. And if the funds aren't like a no fee fund on their platform, then there's actually a, like a, buy selfie on that a commission on that right and it's, it's usually like 50 bucks um for buying yeah. or selling so you have to be investing enough to make that worthwhile and holding it long enough so that it it goes up and so forth i'm not stopping you better hold it so how do these brokerages make money without those well it did take away a big revenue stream for sure when commissions went to zero now uh you'll hear in the news payment for order flow is a big one so uh they send their orders off um to uh oh what's it called uh basically an order management okay system right i can't think of the actual name of it on the spot for some reason uh but they send it off to a an order management company and that order management company basically works both sides of the books matches up orders and so forth and takes the spread right which you're talking about fractions of pennies, but you do that for enough orders throughout the day. And there's a lot of money moving through yeah. the stock exchanges. Those companies can then make a good deal of money. Uh, they then give kickbacks to Robinhood and other firms for sending orders their way. Uh, and that's how they can basically replace some of that uh, those commission funds. Now, in Washington... This has become a hot topic, that payment for order flow. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't take a position on it here, but it, it obviously um, creates some bias, right? So if, if you can send orders to this company and get a certain kickback, then are the orders going to the best location or are they going right. to the place that pays the broker the best? Right, which could charge the customer more. Yeah, I mean, it's, bid ask spread. it's no different than when Facebook was taking off, right? And everybody was like, this is a great service and it's free and I get to social network with my friends. And, and they're sending all of your information. Yeah, the reality is if somebody's giving you something for free, they're making money somewhere. Um, there's no company that is a for-profit company that is doing it altruistically for the good right. and benefit of you. Um, somewhere along the line, somebody somewhere has to make money. Um And so in the financial world, that's why you see mutual funds have fees, ETFs have fees, brokers somewhere along the line have fees or or make money and and things like that. So other brokerages like, you know, Schwab has zero commissions. They also lend out any of the cash that's held in the sort of the Schwab bank side of things. So Mm -hmm. when you hold a cash balance at a broker, that's usually in some way, shape or form, like the broker can utilize those um, cash balances. Um, and things like that. So uh, there's a there's quite a few options behind the scenes that that brokers can utilize um, to kind of keep things funding. But yeah, this one percent thing. If you already have an account at Robinhood and you're thinking about contributing to your you know IRA or Roth IRA, I mean it's why and they're going to give you one percent you know kickback on that. That that's not terrible. Uh, would I go to Robinhood just for that? I don't personally. I this is not personally making me go and open a new account there just for that extra 1%, though it's, I mean, it's nice. Um, I don't know why. Probably for me, it'd just be simplicity. Like, I already have my accounts elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't really want another place to open my accounts. It's the same reason why we keep our bank accounts at Ally, and every now and then we'll get an offer from Chase, like, open up this account, deposit this amount, and we'll give you 
these dollars and you can chase those offers, but at some point it just gets cumbersome to have. Yeah. <laughs> to chase all these offers and have accounts everywhere and all investment that. Investment accounts, so. different places and stuff like that. Especially if you already have a Roth IRA that you're contributing to and then opening up a second Roth IRA and then mm-hmm. contributing there to get 1%. I mean, it's not it's not like a 1% match at your company. Like you put in 1%, they put in 1%, and you basically have a 100% return, right? You're putting $6,500 in for maxing out a Roth IRA this year, and you're getting $65. And Nickel, I quit. I opened my own hotel. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting, yeah, it's not a, it's not a one-for-one match, right? Yeah, it's a 1%. So that's a good point. You're, what you're saying is with your employer plan, if you put in 3% of your salary, the match is effectively, and if their match is 3%, the match is effectively 100%. Right. Because you put in $100, they're going to put in $100, yeah. and now your money just doubled, basically. Yeah, and obviously... And that's why we always say, do not pass up on your match with your Yeah, because it's a pretty good deal. It's part of what it's part of your total compensation package that right. you're giving up otherwise. But if you were to put in 10% into your employer account and they match 3%, even that's still a 30% match. So this that actually brings up a really good point. Thanks for pointing that out. I wouldn't do this instead of doing the your employer right who's giving a a, a better match right because it's like you're putting in a hundred percent they're giving mm-hmm. you one percent basically you're putting a hundred percent of the 6500 if you're maxing out your roth ira and they're giving you 65 dollars they're so, giving you a penny for every dollar you put in right so it's a nice little bonus kickback type thing but it's not necessarily substantial enough to make a big sweeping move mm-hmm. to robin hood yeah but if you already have an account there um i mean why absolutely yeah why not? If that's already part of your sort of financial ecosystem. Uh, sure. Great. Okay, sounds good. All right. Uh, Thomas sent us a question to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. I almost forgot to mention our sponsor. Um, our sponsor is Jewel Financial. So we answer some of these questions for you and help walk you through this process. Um, I can't say it as sultry and as, as low as the jewel financial as Quint does, but um, definitely check us out if you're looking for a financial planner or you just want to talk to someone and, and get a second opinion. All right, friends, the secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.